perspective. I am your host, Eric Kalinga. Today, we are going to cover father's role in the home, and we'll talk about the husband as well. And uh, and of course, why we, uh, what did I decide to uh, to talk about the fathers? And I think, um, in my humble opinion, that it's so important that we look at the fathers and remind them of the important role that they do really serve in the home. And there's, we're not taking away from the mothers. Uh, we know we have amazing mothers that are exceptional, smart, talented, and all that. Um, but we have to also know that uh, we all have assignments in the home. The way uh, the great design, uh, God, um, created the unit the, the, of the family, he had in his mind to have a father and a mother. That's why in the scripture clearly said, a man shall leave his family and a woman, and the, the two shall become one. With that being said, it doesn't mean one is lesser than, but it's an equal partnership. It's an equal responsibility. But just because one does one thing and the other does another, it doesn't mean one is less valuable than the other. So we owe as valuable as as uh, as God's creation, and we bring the equal values to the table or into this particular relationship. So the role of the father is unique, is unique. And, and I think um, God the father, there's a sense of headship. And with that headship come the sense of uh, um, the spiritual oversight. I'm talking about God the father. He's kind of demonstrating that for us already. So if, if you want to know how to be a good father, we have to go back to the genesis of things to where in the beginning, God. There was, it wasn't in the beginning such and such. It was in the beginning, God. So in order for you and I to be the best or perfect, or when I say perfect, I'm, I'm using it loosely, but to, be, um, to do our very best, um, we need to start with God. So as a father myself and, and a husband as well, loving God must come first. Because if I can demonstrate my dependency upon God, my love for God, my commitment to God, and in that, um, I will be able to love my wife as Christ loved the church, meaning with an element of sacrifice, with a sense of uh, total abandonment and giving myself for my spouse. But I cannot do that without having God as my number one priority or without having a relationship with God that is based upon my surrender to him. When I do that, and then it's almost like a, a uh, it's almost like it is a domino effect. It goes from love God, I commit to God, I surrender to God, I submit to God. And a man under authority is a man with authority, right? So I need to be under authority in order to exercise the authority that I'm, I am under into another sphere, which is my home. So, men, you are assigned that responsibility to be a spiritual leader. 
and to be the provider. And most of us have a tendency to just have, when, when we hear provider, we're like, I'm going to go to work, I'll do my nine to five, I'll do my 12 hours, whatever the case might be, and come home and bring the check home. So women go and make the food and life goes on. That's not true. That's not it, I should say. It's just one part of that. To be a, a provider, no, it, it, it's going to start with God first, right? If God is first, so me providing for my family, it has to be first. I need to provide them with the relationship with God. At least I need to connect them to the most important person in my life, which is God. By the way, money is not the most important thing in your life. God is. So we need to connect your family first to God. So the first thing you want to provide for your family is a climate, an environment, an atmosphere that is conducive for them to grow spiritually first. Emotionally, we've got to create a space where they, they, they will thrive emotionally. They will have a sense of safety, a sense of uh, 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 peace, and a sense of also you provide challenges, guidance, and you need to understand that as a father, you have a responsibility to honor and love your family as a whole. But as a whole, we're talking about being there for your spouse. What about to be a protector? Oh, I know most men, we are built differently. And uh, most men have a tendency, if you look at every culture, a man is a little bit of a sizable person, bigger in stature for the most part. But sometimes that can become uh, intimidating for others, and we 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 love we love to utilize that as a as a, an intimidation of in, intimidation factor to bring fear and to command authority, and that does not really always work. At least you you will think it's working when, in the long run, it's not. So to be a protector, how do we protect the first offense, the offensive weapon we have, we're going to get ourselves in prayer. Teach your family how to pray. Be a father or a, a, a husband that prays for her uh, for and pray for the kids. Be very committed and diligent in that. Teach them how to pray. The warfare is in prayer. Our warfare is, not, is on our knees. So as a father, uh, you have to be that first line of defense, bringing your family to a place of, uh, of course, repentance and prayer and commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as, as we were working behind the scenes on this, in, in preparing this, I'm so grateful for uh, my team members here and more importantly for this young lady, Hannah. We looked, we, talk, we discussed about this reflecting God, reflecting God the Father. And I, and I find that as a father, not only I need to, to be the, to, to God's reflections here in my family, but in that, I need to model. I need to be a model, meaning like, like you watch in a movie, you know, you know on, on your television screen, you see people modeling. They have these clothing and all that. We need to model the character of God. So they have to see, my kids, my wife have to see in me the God that is invisible, but is made visible in my expressions of him, my daily expression. Of him be a spiritual teacher a father she is is one who is a spiritual teacher number one provider that spiritual climate 
guys, you gotta have, there should be a soil, by the way, a fertile soil where you can, you can sow that seed so it can grow to, 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 to eventually end up bearing fruit in due time. Don't lose your temper, remain cool. But there, there, there's a difference. I'm not saying don't be firm. There are, there are times where you need to be firm. You need to be a little bit uh, forceful. But it does not mean we have to become, um, uh, to, 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 to utilize that as a mechanism to express our anger through that. Oh, I'm, I've just been firm. No, no, you were just yelling and screaming. And by the way, she wasn't even listening. Because you were just screaming and going over and not having a sense of understanding. Yes, there are times where we have to be firm. Jesus was firm a number of times. What is the scripture said? In Mark chapter 12, verse 29 to 30, the most important one, and Jesus answered, is this, Here, O is Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and your mind. Right, he didn't live with, with, with all your strength. He, didn't live, he, didn't, he did not leave that one out. So when we love God, we've got to be able to bring everything to the table and love God with everything. Every fiber of your being we need to love God with. Showing honor. is so critical so that our prayers can be answered. Paul, uh, Peter was, was, was teaching this uh, and he said, we gotta learn to show honor. So Father, if you want your prayers to be answered, honor your wife. If you want your prayers to be answered, honor your kids. If you want your prayers to be answered, value your wife. If you want your prayers to be answered, respect your wife. If you want your prayers to be answered, honor is also expressed in the way we love her. Honor. You are the example, the mirror, the one modeling the character of God to your family. It has been said, a home where the father is Christian, more than likely the entire family will end up in church. And there's a higher percentage of that. There's a lower percentage of that where if the mother, she is the, the, the spiritual kind of uh, leader, lower percentage of those families end up going to church. And in, in, in fact, eventually, um, sometimes the woman end up giving up and just giving in. When we, we're looking at, as a side note here, as a man, you want to enter into a relationship with a woman. This is something I want to encourage those of you guys who may not, who are th thinking about entering into a relationship. Be a man first who loves God, okay? So we, we set that one straight. Be a man who's going to model the character of God. Be a man who's going to set a standard so high of God. Be that man. Be that man. The man who is going to be patient, slow to anger, rich in love. Be that 
man. Be the man who's going to be attentive, who's going to pay attention. Be that man. Be the man who's going to be purposeful and passionate. By the way, no one want to marry a boring person to sit around and play video games. I'm not knocking out video games, but be a man who's very loyal, very committed, very driven. And sometimes you got to just be a man who can relax uh, and, and, and have fun and play uh, dominoes. Uh, be, be a man who can, be, uh, who can do all that, but more importantly, be a man who can provide a sense of safety woman for your spouse in that and remember this remember this be also very careful if you are looking for someone to journey in this life with you make sure there's an element of compatibility there's an element of togetherness Make sure there are things that align you guys together. For a believer, make sure that you're tracking together as believers. For, um, uh, for, for, the, for those of you guys who love music, make sure there's a sense of uh, we, we both love music. Or if you love traveling, find that kind of comment. Or we both love to venture out. We love hiking. For example, my wife and I, good Lord, she would want to go hiking. So there's no way. It can be a venture that we can, uh, an activity that we can enjoy and build our marriage upon. No, no, no. But our marriage is built upon number one, God. Number two, we both love music. So we have something that we do together weekly. We, 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 we're doing these, two, these things together daily. So you got to have activities that, that hook to you guys, that, that anchors you guys uh, together. But God should be always first. But if and when you are in a relationship, and these are just cautions for everyone, nobody is exempted. I've seen great men and women of God over the years falling or temptation comes to everybody, especially those who are pressing forward, building something of uh, um, of me uh, of kind of means and uh, something that is meaningful. I should say, I can guarantee you this: the attack, the assault. From the devil they come hard what are the deal breakers things that really causes marriages to fall apart number one is when there is sexual immorality we find there's a lot of sexual sins that takes place lusts People envying things they shouldn't, looking for things, look at things they shouldn't be looking at. Pornography is taking a lot of men out of the game. And that end up leading to infidelity. Lack of intimacy. Oh, what about this poor communication where nobody's willing to understand or listen to, any, to one another? Or maybe we are, we're not communicating with respect. Or money. Money has, has, has caused a lot of marriages to completely fall apart. And people just give up because they don't want to commit to anything. And sometimes just they cannot get past certain things. People just, those irreconcilable differences, they just cannot get past it. They're just stuck. Like it is what it is. I, can't, I, can't, I cannot negotiate this one. 
you know, all those are tricks, tactics, methods that the devil will use to break a good relationship. So who is to protect us? God has already won the battle. Jesus has already won the victory. But you have to protect you from you. I have to protect me from me. I got to know. That's why in Ephesians 6, it said, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, against powers and principalities, against the, all these tricks and the, the, devil, the devil is putting in front of us. We, we, we are fighting those. So it is my responsibility to equip me, to protect me from this enemy. God has given me that mind. Paul said clearly in Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, clearly, Stand, having done all, stand. So it is my obligation to stand in a gap for my family, to stand in a gap in the face of temptations and sin because Jesus was tempted, you will be tempted, so I will be tempted as well. Oh, I got to walk, I got to, every, every day I got to get up and put him helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. I got to carry my, my shield. I got to carry my sword. I got to put on the belt of truth. I got to have this, the shoes of zeal. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is my shield. The sword is my word. I have to get all those together because it, it is a reality. The temptation is great. So as I'm closing here, Man, step and assume, step up and assume your responsibility to be the spiritual leader. But we lead with humility and power and boldness. I'm glad you've, you've joined us today, and I hope you can tune in for another amazing podcast where we're going to continue now with the wife and the role of a spouse. God bless you guys and have a fantastic one.